Welcome to Fresh Perspective, where we discuss current topics in everyday life. Okay, let's get going. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Okay, so everybody... I just want to welcome Jose's Hickeys back to episode two. They're always welcome. Let's go. We want to be our true, authentic <laughs> self, and Jose's like, I got to prep for this show. Uh-huh. Oh, you're <laughs> welcome, guys. I took one for the team. So. <laughs> As a man, we have been told to suck it up and deal I don't know it. what depression means. I don't even I've know. never had it, and I'm never going to. <laughs> As Jose wipes my tears away. <laughs> Real man, don't cry. No, I'm just kidding. No. I uh, hope that depression. that is changing, though. I want to say that. Like, I don't know, like, what freaking parents and women in this world raised men to feel like they have to hide their emotions. I will not be raising my son like that. 1900s. Like well, mental health is such a big deal. Everybody struggles with it. I don't know why. I just don't know why people are continuing today to like keep those walls up. Are you talking about just in men or like in general? Because it can be a little bit of both. Yeah. I would say absolutely. In general, people have just been taught that mental health is like not necessarily to be taken seriously or that it's even real for some people. But I do see it more often that the people who are supposed to shelter and hide those emotions are men. They're yeah. supposed to be manly, manly, masculine. Because nobody you know, cares hold up, about hold up a front. <laughs> a bit of research I would like to share, though. Um, there was a psychologist at Auburn University. And talking about a more specific kind of depression, seasonal depression, his studies show that there is actually no correlation between the season and time of year and like fluctuations in depression. Yeah. Everything showed very steady. So at that point, it raises the question of, and that was like a recent study done in like, I believe 2017? 2016. 2016? Yep. And so that one, I was really interested in that because like, especially with seasonal depression, I mean, we're getting into the warmer months now and I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders and I yeah. feel a lot better. Yeah. And I definitely feel like it's there. And his... Uh, his research was interesting and like reading about it and figuring out like, because he's basically saying that it's not seasonal depression, but I will say with that article, I might've picked it apart and like found out everything about it. Yeah. First off, it was a grad student. Second off, it wasn't his study. Did you know that? Oh. Not his study. He no, pulled information from different studies and used it for his own. So they didn't actually set, he didn't set the parameters to figure out exactly what's causing it. And, and did you did you look at the article and the the second one I sent? I read three articles. The second one and the whole research study. That's crazy because the second one that I have is the research study by Steve Lavelle at Auburn University. That's so messed up. <laughs> and I, so I read through the whole thing and was like looking at it, and I'm like, something's not right here. But yeah, no. Well, that's so, the crazy part is like he has all this research that supposedly says it's not real, but then when you look at everything else and like in the real world, like. People get diagnosed with seasonal defective or affective disorder. It's called SAD. Well, so if you look at his parameters in his research and like the verbiage that is used in it, he says something, not just depression or like mild depression. He says major depression. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing. So it said major depression in the first article I said. And doesn't major depression have second, to last for a certain amount of period? Yes. And the which second one. would be one, longer than a cold season. But the second one that supposedly showed his study, it was labeled as mild depression. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I was, was curious me. if you guys would actually look at that. I was, it was bothering me because I'm like, these two articles on this didn't like line up. Huh. And so then I went and found the actual study 
and found out that it's not actually his study. That's it was crazy. totally different information that he pulled it like he pulled it from other studies that had to do with depression, but nothing to do with seasons. And like I see like what he could be getting at on yeah. like the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I don't know if placebo effect is the right word, but like when you think about people, um, like it's so ingrained in our cultural nowadays culture nowadays to talk about depression being associated with seasons, you know, oh it's it's kind of dark and gloomy, Seasonal the winter blues, yeah. you know. Like, I wonder if it's like ingrained in our brains that when that time of year comes around, we just automatically get depressed. So I understand what he was trying to maybe pick at. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily that because when I look at it, I mean, I hate spending time outside when, well, actually I like the night too, but I like the sun. Like I've been walking around outside lately. I've been spending time outside getting the sunlight and I've just felt so much better. I just think it's because of the holidays, actually. Because by <laughs> that time of the season, that's when most family thing <laughs> comes. You're spending in. so much time with your family, <laughs> you're just depressed. Or being alone, you don't have nobody for them holidays, and yeah. boom, depression. It's oh not about it. It is seasonal depression. Yeah. It's the holiday season, <laughs> not winter. Exactly. That's what we're getting at here. Jose knows all about <laughs> it, apparently. He's like, I was alone all last season. <laughs> all last season. I have lemon on seasonal Are depression. Are you coming out of seasonal depression now? <laughs> it's about to be hot girl summer somewhere. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> There's like another aspect of it, though. Like, I feel like seasonal affective disorder tends to be kind of thrown around nowadays. And they like I this study was from Intermountain Healthcare, but apparently there's like ten million Americans that have and suffer from seasonal affective disorder. And that's just people that have been like diagnosed with it. I didn't know that people got diagnosed with it. Yeah, it's a subtype of depression and it requires very, very specific criteria to be diagnosed. Okay. okay. But I, I can't even help but imagine the people that do have it and just have no idea haven't thought about getting diagnosed and some people in life don't even feel the need to get diagnosed. But at that point it's like what medications and therapies are available to help you through that. Jose, what do you think? With seasonal depression. Oh man, I really, I do want to say that it's like a real thing because you know, everybody just keep talking about it. And me personally too, you know, when it's cold outside or, you know, like that, I'm like, Oh my God, it feels, it just feels different, but yeah. I wouldn't say that I will be like depressed or expresso to an extent. Yeah. So like at work in particular, I yeah. enjoy like the sunlight coming in, but also when I have a break or something and I can go outside oh, yeah. and like feel like breathe fresh air and it's warm enough that I'm like in a t-shirt, that's the best. And also the f- when it gets warmer, you get to spend, I feel like I spend more time with people. Yeah. Like, we on just last week, me and most of my team at work, we went outside and we went on a walk and we went to the pet store and we walked around the campus and we got to spend that time together because it was warm outside versus and well, I mean, we still spend time inside, but that's so much different. And I feel so much like happier it's when a, I get to spend that time outside, especially with other people. Yeah. It's because you're able to do what you enjoy, yeah. which makes you happy. It kind of, you know, correlates to it. Yeah. And I think that's a very important point that you're bringing up because there's people that love winter sports yeah. and they live for winter. Love skiing, love snowboarding. But I feel like if you're not into that, you're just sitting at home depressed <laughs> yeah. the whole time because you're like, there's nothing I enjoy doing outside right now. Yeah. And I, there's, yeah, <laughs> there's definitely stuff that I enjoy doing outside during the winter. I just, 
don't always have enough time that I can carve out for that time of day. So it's like maybe I get to do something I enjoy outside like once every week to every other week versus during the summer or spring and even the fall. I can go do that every single day if I wanted to. And so I I think that's why I personally feel a lot happier during the warmer months. Yeah. And I think that's different for everyone. Like there's everyone has like their tolerances, especially when it comes to like temperature and being outside and maybe someone doesn't, it's not warm enough during the spring. So they get a shorter amount of time. Daylight cycles. Yeah. Too your sunlight, like vitamin D is like correlated directly with like your mental health. Your feelings too. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about like in the winter, like the sun being out for less time or like if you're not an early riser, you don't get as much sun. Yeah. It's so weird uh, to think about. And I wish that the sun would just be out as long as it is during the summer all year. But so I sometimes work an early shift at work where I go into work at like 630. During the winter, I go into work at 630. It's dark. I get Mm -hmm. done at 330. I have like a couple hours of sunlight gone. But every morning this last week that I went to work at that time, it was bright outside. Mm-hmm. It was like 40 degrees, maybe a little bit warmer some mornings. This last week was higher than 40 degrees. It's very Well, nice. I mean like 6.30 in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. And but it wasn't like high 70s this last yeah. week? Mm-hmm. Yep, high like 70s. On the weekend. It was so wonderful. It's it was supposed nice. to be higher this week, I think. Yeah, it's supposed to get a little bit warmer and then cool down for a small, uh, short period of time, I think. But anyway, <laughs> so I, when I got up and the sun was outside and I drove to work in the light, I got to park my truck in the light. That's always great because sometimes it's so dark and I'm like, I can't see anything. Mm-hmm. You already can't see anything out of that truck anyway. <laughs> yeah. What are you windows. talking about? Yeah, there's a wood tinted and you're high off the ground and <laughs> it's a big truck. Yeah, it's already a little bit difficult. But and then you spend all day. I mean, I enjoy my job and I enjoy the fact that I have a little bit of free time where I can go outside and enjoy that, or I can eat outside during lunch, especially since me and Rachel work at the same place. Me and Jose work at the same place. Like we can all enjoy that time together. Yeah. Which generally doesn't happen during the winter months. And then I get off work still light outside and it doesn't get dark until like after eight o'clock. And so that gives me more time that uh, I can spend outside with my son. Yeah. And so that's great. But during the winter, I feel like you don't get that. No. Yeah. Everything's a lot more indoors. I also yeah. feel more energized too. It's oh, like, 100%. We as humans, we're basically like a plant. We need a sunlight. Yeah. Like seriously. It I makes mean, you more happy, more energized. So as long as there's sun, you're going to be, oh my God, I'm going to go do something. Exactly. Outside. Did you see how much more cleaned up it is in our studio today versus maybe last week? That's because in the last day when it was warm outside, I got more done in one day. <laughs> And then I got done in like three, four months. There it is. There's your evidence, people. Yeah. Right here on Fresh Perspective. It's organized and clean. Well, it's it's still kind of a mess, but you can actually like walk around. And I think, I mean, that just makes me so much happier because especially with ADHD, I need every little bit of motivation I can get. And the fact that it's warm outside gives me motivation to do stuff. Oh, yeah. So I power wash the whole driveway. Well, uh, front of the house. I cleaned out the garage. I did all kinds of stuff and I do not get that kind of stuff done during the winter. 
I don't know about you. Because I don't have motivation. But sunlight also makes me more focused with my ADHD. Oh, like yes. in the winter and I try to do a task, I do so many different tasks, get overwhelmed and then quit everything. But in the summer, yeah, like I, I pick one task and it's easier for me to stick to it for some yes. reason, especially when it's outdoors and like in the sun. Yeah. And so I have that too, but it was really useful because when I used to work in like uh, media and stuff during the summer, when I would like go research something or like come up with uh, topics or produce anything, I would just take my iPad and I would sit outside and I could get it done. But inside, or I can't tracks, do it. Yeah. yeah. But when it's like outside, or I especially enjoy that, like when it starts to get dark outside and like sunset or around that time. And even when it is dark outside, when it's warm and dark and you're just getting to work on like your iPad or something, best time, especially for me and my ADHD, because I can just focus. Mm hmm. And I mean, there's a direct correlation, I think, with that, because uh, ADHD, uh, well, people with ADHD tend to have uh, more depression, like higher chances of having depression and all kinds of different mental illnesses. Oh, yeah. And so I think that's definitely heightened with seasonal depression. Yeah. And so during the winter months, I am like a hand grenade. Yeah. You don't know what the hell you're going to get when you pull the pin. No. <laughs> Yeah, like, each day is different. Each moment yeah. is different. One time it could be like a confetti bomb. The next thing you know, it's just boom. Yeah. Like, I'm gone. Like, yeah. it's so different for me during the winter. But, like, during the summer, I also have so much more patience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hot and you're tired, too, you know? No, that makes me more energetic. Like, Does it? I could go all day during <laughs> summer. Like, just do anything. I guess all yeah. Day I guess long. my reference for summer recently was summer last year when I was like halfway pregnant. Oh so yeah, that'd be why. But yeah, pregnancy well, during summer does <laughs> not sound like a fun <laughs> time. <laughs> it's really not. I thought it would be better because like I wouldn't be like heavy pregnant in the summer. Rachel planned like, to get pregnant for winter. No, like, it doesn't matter what stage you're at. Pregnant in the summer, it's just awful mm. all around. And like you're you're like ha I was halfway. So I was like showing, but like didn't look like a full baby belly. So I just looked like a fat woman at Disneyland. It was not fun. <laughs> not fun. Talking uh, about that, what are you guys excited for summer? Oh, so much. I mean, I'm what I'm really excited for is so when we have like our production meetings, I want to do that outside. Hey, like yes. we need to go sit at the park oh, or I'm something. I'm so down. Let the ideas flow. I mean, if we, dang it, we can't like take our iPads or anything out there like because that's, I wanted to like take paddle boards and like sit out on like uh, Portnuff or something. That'd be cool. cool. Yeah. Nah, yeah, that would be. Just bring a notepad. You <laughs> can lose that. In the water. <laughs> Drop it in the water. <laughs> yeah. I'm just excited for any chance I get to go outside. That's like the most exciting things. But I think the most exciting thing is as Dallas is getting older and he's like right to where he's going to start walking and he's going to be walking this summer. Oh, he's way close. He's going to yeah. be walking oh, yeah. in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so that's going to be so fun. Yeah. Like chasing him around a park. Yeah. That's what he's I gonna live be, for. He's going to be fast. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be a fast little guy. <laughs> I don't think there's any th thought that makes me happier than that. <laughs> he can walk now. Uh, he's already so much fun, but it's going to be so fun being able to spend that time outside with him this summer, especially that's where the stage he's at, because it isn't like he learned how to walk over the winter and then we had to wait so long to be able to go do that in a bigger space. Yeah. 
It's going to be nice. I don't know about you, Jose, but I'm really excited for Caleb's birthday plans in June. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a blast. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we've really locked down what we're going to do yet. I, uh, oh, I don't really know what we're doing yet. Oh, but <laughs> the... I was telling Paige this the other day because she's like, oh, we're only going to Bear Lake. And I was like, trust me, it's like, it's endless the things that we could do. <laughs> There's so much there that people don't realize. And that's what we're going to spend a whole week doing. Yeah. Jose, what do you think my birthday plans entail? That's what I want to know. I want to know what's going on inside there. Because I'm nervous. <laughs> It's my 22nd birthday, so it isn't like my 21st so, where it has to be wild. I'll tell you something. If you remember your birthday, you failed at celebrating your birthday. Oh, that's how it works? Yes. That explains your last two birthdays. <laughs> I cannot remember my last two years. years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that explains the last two years of weekends, <laughs> mm-hmm. including the weekend that you got your wisdom teeth taken out. Uh, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> tell the folks how that went, by the way. Man's got his wisdom teeth out on a Friday. And then what did you do literally the next day at 4 a.m.? Yeah. So that, that Friday morning, I got my wisdom teeth removed. I was out. Like, I told everybody, don't talk to me. I ain't going to go do nothing. You know, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to say, I was like, home. BS. I'm gonna I told it. him that. I was like, there's no way you're just going to sit at home. I'm going to stay at home and literally chill. Do not listen to my doctor. Well, I felt fine, like literally my face wasn't hurting, my teeth were okay. And I'm like, you know what? It's the weekend. I only live once. So oh, I mean, yeah. if you're scared to die, then don't be born. But still, <laughs> I ended up going out. Solid logic. <laughs> I ended up going out. Uh, the day you got your wisdom teeth taken yeah. out. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I did sleep through most of that day, though. Oh, good. Um, so at 11 a.m., you got your wisdom teeth taken out. You took a nap between like what? One, one to like. To like probably seven. Seven. And then you and decided, do you know what I need right now? A drink. Alcohol. Well, not necessarily alcohol. Just like do you think your doctor would agree with your decisions? He'll probably call me savage, but no. <laughs> um, well, it doesn't have to be necessary alcohol. Like, I like to socialize a lot, so I just like to go see friends. Yes, yeah, but I make it always know. includes alcohol. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, by basically doing that, um, I went out partying. And then at four in the morning, that exempt, you know, like the next Saturday, morning. Exactly. So which, you went to bed at 2 a.m., no. woke up at 4 a.m.? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> went to bed. <laughs> I literally told my guys, say like, hey, I got to go. I got to drive to Montana right now. And they're like, you got to what? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, drives to Montana. Yeah, I drove to Montana. I like how we had no clue until you were like on your way back. And I was like, Jose. Well, no, like I had clue before then. Like in the morning, he literally posted a picture with the location Montana. Yeah. I think I yeah. screenshotted it and, and sent, sent it, to, it me. to you. And I was like, this man. So, yeah, I ended up leaving Pocatello like at four in the morning. Uh, I had drive over there till probably almost 11. So it was like five to six hours drive. Yeah. So nailed that. Got I mean, there. that's and honestly not too far. How many hours was it? Like six hours drive. I don't think so. Nothing compared to the spontaneous trip that we took to Missouri. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Can we, can we like post a picture for the podcast listeners of you guys on that Sinclair dinosaur. Yes, that's going to be on there. Should we tell the story? Please do. Okay, this is, I, I'm, I 
Sorry, I'm going to butcher some of it <laughs> because there's like little details that I can't remember the exact places of where some of these events took place. Oh, dude, I couldn't remember where we were. I was just following yeah. maps on okay. the gas station. I don't know how much I should share. So <laughs> we don't want to go to jail. Just be, be sum- summarizing. <laughs> we had to do what I called Operation Save Mother-in-Law. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's mom had moved to uh, Missouri and we, she was going to move back. So we had to, like, last minute, go take a trailer in my truck and drive out to Missouri to get all of her stuff and bring it back. And so <laughs> we had, like, a week to plan this. And I, like, call Jose and I'm like, guess where we're going this weekend? Everything was literally going wrong. That trailer that we originally got. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a 19-hour drive. Let's start with that. But you're right. The original no, trailer. It was 22-hour drive together. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's because... Not even counting stopping. Yeah, stupid. Uh, uh, it was not traffic. It was uh, construction yeah. that made it so much longer. But anyway, so I call Jose and I'm like, well, we're going to Missouri. And then I was like, you know what? Carson might want to go too. Carson, we're going to Missouri. And they were both like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and so the first trailer we picked up was a 28-foot trailer, I think. The biggest one. Yeah. yeah. And I, we could not get the brakes to work. And I'm like, I'm not driving a fully loaded 28 oh, no. foot no. trailer. We wouldn't be here. There will be not a- with your <laughs> new truck. I was like, oh, I'm so scared. I was terrified. So anyway, I think we ended up, it was like a 24, 26. It was still a pretty long trailer yeah. that we ended up taking. It wasn't very much smaller, but the brakes worked. So that was great. So I'd say that on the way there, I mean, we left... The way I like to drive cross country, and I do it actually quite often, is I like to work that day. I go home and sleep for like three hours, and then I drive the next 10. Like, yeah. I'll just drive. Ooh. Jeez, Paige. Sorry. Just about took yourself out. <laughs> it's fine. Holy hell. I went to itch my eye, and there was a mic in the way. I, for, <laughs> I forgot where I was. I think her life just flashed before her eyes. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> anyway, where was I at? Uh, so leaving cross country. So I work that whole day. I sleep for a few hours and then I leave and just drive through the night. And the great thing about driving through the night is for me, that first eight hours or whatever, when it's dark, I can definitely hold my own that long. But when the sun comes up, it energizes me. And so then I'm able to drive longer. And so I could drive like well over half the trip in like one go. And so I did that and it worked out really well because I'm driving this trailer through like the windy passes of the mountains. We almost died so many times. Okay, no, we did not die on the way through. Like when we first left. Were you a bad driver? No, (gasps) we, we will get to that. That wasn't on the stretch when we were on our way there because one, it was an empty trailer. Two, is me driving through there and I'll explain why that was a good thing. Other than the time where you almost didn't sass, that's the main blocks passing through Wyoming. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so they didn't have any signs warning about construction and so as we were driving down the road, like all of a sudden, like it split. Like the lane split with those like huge cement blocks and there was no signs and it's pitch black outside now that's their and fault. i'm the there only car on the road there was not a single sign <laughs> I was we were you. shitting bricks it was so bad and i think that was a 
only time. Yeah, only time going there. On the way there. But, well, we no, no, no. I'm telling the story, Jose. I'm telling Hang the on, story. Wait, no, 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 no. I want to hear. Listen, I want to hear. No, it. we're doing chronological yeah, order. He yeah. can tell that when I get to that part. Okay, okay. I was like, I want to hear Jose's version. So anyway, we. <laughs> this was all about like junk food and driving. That's pretty much what we did all the way there. And I did probably, I'd say 70% of the driving on the way there because I just did it all in one stretch because I think I got us through like Wyoming and Nebraska, which is easily Halfway a between huge chunk of it. Yeah. And so that was a pretty good drive. Like nothing crazy happened until, would you remember what city it was when we did stop? Well, I mean, obviously, we stopped for gas before that. Before Kansas. I think it was Kansas City. I, I, I honestly I don't remember. remember what city it was. No, I think it was before because I, I, I remember being all surprised. Oh, my gosh, look at that big building. So it was the city that does have high gang activity. I'm going to throw that out there because that's a very important part of the story. Yeah. So our friend Carson, he's driving. And he's only been driving for like an hour, hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, I guess I was. And I'm like trying to sleep in the back. And I'm like, we get to whatever city it was where, well, I don't know why I can't remember which one it was. And I'm like, for the next 20 minutes, do not stop. Because it's just a part, like the freeway, uh, the freeway that it had us take took us through the part of town that you don't want to stop versus going around which I normally go around, but the maps was telling us to go that way. And I'm like, it's fine. We missed the exit to take the other route. Just keep going. Do not stop for the next 20 minutes. I go to sleep. Not five minutes later, we're slowing down and turning. And I wake up and I just pop up and I'm like, where are we? And Carson's like, I need someone else to drive. And I'm like, no, no, no. He pulls into a gas station, which me, I, every time I get into a situation, I kind of like to analyze it and figure out like risk factors. like, And uh, what is that called? Analyze. It's called hypervigilance. Yeah. but And then when it comes specifically to like, oh, just like threat assessment. And so we pull in and there's these men that were sitting on like the curb of the sidewalk and first off this, this is like very how would you explain it it's like a big city feel where the all the buildings are really close together it's not meant for a big truck definitely not a big truck with a trailer so once you pull into the parking lot it's very difficult to get out yeah so anyway, Garson pulls in and I'm like, if we are swapping off, you move as fast as you can out of that seat. He gets out and he starts stretching. <laughs> These men that were sitting on the curb of the gas station stood up and started walking towards us. Was that when I pulled out that gun from the seat? Yeah. And they were definitely all carrying guns. I mean, they had them in their waistbands. Oh, you yeah. could see them because they, especially the one, there was one guy that was shirtless. And so you could see like the gun and they stood up and like kind of walked towards us and like tilt their heads and like look at us. And I'm like, Carson, get your ass in the car. Get in the truck right now. I jump into the drivers and I had to like, I'm pulling a trailer and trying to get out of this small gas station, like teeny gas station in this not the most ghetto place I've ever been in my life, but pretty dang close. Yeah. And 
oh, I just get us out of there. And I'm like, you just about killed us. No, I would have lost my shit. <laughs> I was so bad. Fun. It was so terrifying. And I... And Carson was so oblivious because it wasn't until like the next day that I explained what happened. And he was like, oh, and I was like, I love Carson. Yeah, he is just oblivious to a lot of stuff like that. And he doesn't mean any harm. Yeah, exactly. That's because the point. He's just like stretching, having a good time. Yeah. Because a lot of people like if they've never experienced that or been to an area, because unfortunately there are places that it's just dangerous to be in, period. And very territorial. Yeah. And the only people who go to these gas stations are people who live in the neighborhood because they're not meant to be like a truck stop or like somewhere where a traveler pulls off and stops. Because even Siri, if you ask for like a gas station in areas like that, most of the time they'll give you like the bigger ones that are meant for travelers. Yeah. Instead, we like pulled into town. Mm. Yeah. Where we should not have been. And it was terrifying. And I was like, we cannot be here right now. And so, yeah, that... That was a second time we almost died. Yeah. And I think that's... You didn't almost die, but like I get your fears in that situation. That's pretty terrifying. I mean... It was obvious. It wasn't going to end good, obviously. No, it was not. The only reason why I think it worked out in our favor is we had Idaho plates. So they knew that we probably just lost. Because imagine if we had like the plates of whatever state we were in. Mm-hmm. And they thought we were like from there, yeah. and like how territorial those areas can be, that could have been really bad. Yeah, like maybe not like life threatening, but definitely more threatening than how they were. And they were being pretty threatening. Yeah. Like Jose woke up, and I thought he was gonna start crying or something. <laughs> like uh, we were, we were. Whoa. Yeah. It was not a fun situation. Like right when I woke up, and I saw that two people walking, you know, our way. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, is this really happening right now? Like, is this how we're going to Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> we drive and we get to Missouri. We load up all the stuff and we stay the night. And so <laughs> we did this trip in like, what, three days? Yeah. It was like 40 hours of driving in three days. I like say, I'm like, oh, you didn't almost die. But like, I imagine myself in that car and like, I would have shit my pants. I would have freaked out. There's no way we could have gone inside or no, like filled up with gas no or anything way. like That's that. That's so scary. Like Carson needed to use the bathroom and I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm letting you walk in there. <laughs> no. I'm pee like, we're the, leaving. Pee out the window. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bottle in the back, I'm sure. For um, reasons that I'm not going to share, it was a really awkward situation when we were actually in Missouri. But anyway, that's... I get to see some Amish people. Else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I want to hear his story. Okay, yeah. I was so excited because I've never seen Amish people until then. And he was like wanting to go like talk to them and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, we don't have enough time. I'm sorry. Like, go if we go had time, I mean, there's always like different shops and stuff you can go to that are really cool. I wanted to see somebody literally be drifting their horse. <laughs> <laughs> but they're actually really nice people. Um, when I saw them, you know, pretty friendly. And I'm like, always this wave. Is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. share the road say hi yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, areas like that are really cool and i used to spend a lot of time in areas like that because i have family that are out in michigan mm-hmm. and there's a big population out there so it's really cool to be around that yeah mm-hmm. but back to how we almost died the next time when was the next time um so I don't want to call anyone out. Don't want to offend anyone. But some people should not be driving a truck and trailer. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a hint of one of the people that is not allowed to anymore. Not me. you he's driving like 90 miles an hour with a fully loaded trailer through the freaking canyons in wyoming and all through there passing trailers and so my brother-in-law and mother-in-law are following behind us and like confused on what the hell he's doing and i'm like you're gonna blow up my engine so he was just driving too fast but carson could not keep a lane and it was terrifying like do you know how many times that night that we were driving home that i got a call from them (laughs) while i was trying to sleep in the back like you need to tell him to like speed up get around this person uh not block lanes uh stay in his lane he's swerving and all this and i'm like oh my gosh we're gonna get pulled over and we're gonna get in lots of trouble and yeah it was not gonna be a good situation but it was so terrifying so we almost died like countless times that night and it got to the point where I was like, okay, it, I'm just going to have to no sleep. I'm just going to have to drive. <laughs> yeah. And so I drove quite a bit more. And the only time I remember almost dying at that point when I picked up the drive was we were coming around like a turn or something and a semi. What did the semi do? Like, did he move over into our yeah, lane? Yeah, he cut and you he off. Bor- the, yeah, he cut me off to the point. Well, like, we're going downhill. We're both going like 80, 80 miles an hour. And he just like pulls in front of me and his trailer. I would say that his trailer was about lined up with the back of the truck. And so I had to move and thank goodness no one was coming. I had to move into oncoming traffic and I, well, not quite into oncoming traffic because it was like a freeway and there was like a decent median right there, but I kind of had to move over and then it split open. And then I was like off the road and had to get back on. And there That's was terrifying. no reason why the semi had to move over. Like there was nothing in the road. He wasn't going around someone on the side of the road. He just popped right over. Like, you know, do you ever do this? Like you start drifting into another lane and you're like, well, screw it. I'm just going <laughs> to turn on my blinker and act like I'm meant to do it. I feel like what that's what did. he did. And it was terrifying because I thought for sure we were going to die that time. Like, because <laughs> it was always the stupid cement, like, uh, things. I don't, and that's him and blocks. Yeah, because as I'm like, so it goes from like two lanes being right next to each other. I'm kind of like right in the middle and then it splits apart and it's got those like cement blocks. And at this point, I'm like kind of off the road. And then there it is like blocks right in there. So I had to like slam on my brakes and move back over to the road. And then goodness, nobody was behind me. Yeah. And this time I just, you know, casually drives down the road, probably mm-hmm. didn't even notice. Yeah, that was terrifying. It is terrifying. And then, of course, Jose driving way too fast uphill in my poor truck with a fully loaded trailer. It's not that bad. Do you know how many RPMs you probably just, we're probably getting like one mile to the gallon, if that. I thought for sure he was going to blow my truck. And (laughs) the check engine lights actually turned on for like the next week after (laughs) that. And it only happened after Jose drove. 
but we made it. Are you dead, Caleb? You're right. <laughs> and it was kind of intru- funny because remember when we stopped at the gas station in the middle of nowhere and we needed to get like screws or bolts or something to bolt back on like the oh yeah like the wheel fender <laughs> we had to put the trailer back together because a part of it was like flying off and so i had to duct tape it because we couldn't find any like screws or bolts at the gas station and i literally walked through the whole parking lot like looking for loose anything because i'm like i could make it work but i couldn't find anything so i just had to use like the duct tape that was underneath my seat and <laughs> it fixed up that trailer Duct tape fixes everything. Yeah. So. Okay, but get to the dino part. Ooh. Oh. When did you end up at the gas station? I, I, so it was on the way back. That's all I remember about oh, it. Yeah, I, I, was I think it was in it. Wyoming. I think so, but no, I can't remember. It was in Kansas because in Wyoming we had to stop because... Do we even drive through Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> no, we did. We did. Anyway, it doesn't matter where it was at. Tell the story. <laughs> uh, we ended up getting there. Uh, I was driving and I needed an energy drink. That's all I left lived on <laughs> on that trip. Energy drinks and granola bars. Yeah. Um, we were passing and I'm like, okay, I need to stop. I need to drink something if I'm going to continue. So we stopped there. Um, it's like a gas station in the middle of nowhere. That's uh, most of the gas stations through that whole trip. Is mm-hmm. They're just in the middle of nowhere. And we got there. We started getting eaten by mosquitoes, which I'm like, haven't seen a mosquito in a while. <laughs> so we got there. Um, we went and used the bathroom, then the gas station. And then we come out and I'm like, yo, is that a big ass dino? <laughs> and I jumped right up on top of it. And then you and Carson, like we all kind of just climbed up on this dinosaur. <laughs> Who do we told to take the photo? I think it was Rachel's mom. I think. Yeah. I think it was my mother-in-law that took the picture. I wonder if I That's still have awesome. the photo. Or one of us must still have the photo. Somewhere. Oh, I definitely have the photos still. Don't lie, but I know when I was a kid, I was like obsessed with those green dinosaurs. And I always, always wanted to climb on them when we would drive past the Sinclair gas station. And I'm so sad that I never did. So when I saw that photo, I was like living through your... Yeah. Even though there's a sign next to it that says, don't <laughs> climb <laughs> on the dinosaur. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we definitely ignored that. And we, <laughs> so I started leaning back and going like this, and we fell off. <laughs> like, there's a picture of us, like, sl- falling off the dinosaur. It's pretty great. It was a good time, though. Yeah, that was a fun trip. <laughs> fun fact about that. So, you know the uh, chocolate raspberry sticks or whatever? You know, like the jelly sticks with the chocolate? You remember when you got those? Before we even left Idaho? Or maybe Carson didn't, but I'm pretty sure it was you who grabbed them. Uh, they fell out in the back seat of the truck and got chocolate everywhere. So ah. I had to clean the carpet after that. And so it got put back in there and then it sat in the back of the truck for the rest of the trip. And then somehow it ended up in my glove box. And we're talking, it's been <laughs> six months or longer since then. Probably. Well, actually, it's been a lot longer since then now. But... I'm cleaning out my truck and I open up the glove box, which hasn't been opened in a long time. And those stupid raspberry sticks are still in there. Melted into like a glob. <laughs> so disgusting. That does not And that, good. ladies, is why Jose is not the man for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so rude. <laughs> he will trash your vehicle and it will be there for months. Also, I'm not going to lie to you, Jose. Who buys raspberry sticks? The hell? For a car ride. You don't buy... 
when it comes to chocolate, you got to be really careful about the portions and types you buy when it comes to road trips. I was pumped because you that. leave you leave that car for half an hour and turn it off, chocolate's gone. Like those things didn't make it longer than like 12 hours in the that trip. The only time you should have raspberry sticks like that or the orange ones is when you get them from your grandparents for Christmas. That's the only oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's true. The only time. Yeah. The only time. I think that's the only time I ever got them. Yeah. Like, I can't even bring myself to buy them in stores. They're, like, low-key not super available unless it's the holidays anyway. Yeah. There's know. lots of candies. I was, that like, like, pumped, like and I literally picked out a lot of junk food. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> we spent, I think we spent, like, $200 on junk food. It's funny how we weren't <laughs> even supposed to be there for longer than a day. Literally, where were you supposed to go there? We were and there for back. I don't right even away. think we were there for twelve hours because we got there at night and we left by like ten, eleven a.m. the next day. Like I think we got there at like ten and left at ten. Dude, that house scared me. <laughs> it was kind of terrifying. You know, like those. The room I stayed in was like an <laughs> attic. This house was like eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like I kind of want to compare it to the Conjuring house. If you guys have watched The Conjuring, it's literally like an the old White like House. Oh, I thought you said country. I didn't realize no, you conjuring. said conjuring. How about uh, Hocus Pocus? You know, like the witch's house? Yeah. It's like, kind of like that. And It was kind of creepy. The door... Uh, so I was in like a room that was like... Uh, it was kind of like an attic. I don't know how to explain it. But the door locked from the outside. That. <laughs> wow. Okay. That like gives me chills. I texted Rachel. I th- or I like, I think I FaceTimed her and I was like, the room I'm staying in is the lock that locks from the outside. <laughs> if I don't make it, I love you. <laughs> Tell Dallas I yeah, love him. Like this is how I died. That's terrifying. That's it, a no for me. I would was, leave immediately. I, we didn't have a choice. What were we going to do? Sleep in the trailer or the truck? I, I guess we could. <laughs> we <laughs> yes. just drive 10 miles away and sleep in the truck. We'll just Not calling. tell anyone where we're going. No, we could have gone with the Amish community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could that, that was definitely an option, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, didn't you sleep on like the couch with Garson or something? Yeah. Like you guys each slept on a couch in the living room? Oh, each on a couch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they cuddled up on just totally one couch. Like I was going to say, that's so over. sweet. Aw. I mean, we definitely did sleep with each other in the back of the truck at some points, I think. Yeah. So, Adorable. Yeah. Love that for you guys. It was a real bonding trip. <laughs> it was. Because we just <laughs> jammed out to music, ate junk food, almost died together. We cried together. We laughed together. We gave each other life advices too. <laughs> also, it was so funny watching like Carson and Jose see like landmarks I'd never seen before because they hadn't been to 90% of the places that we went and could see things. Like, obviously, we didn't get to stop and see anything, but like that giant shopping cart that we saw too. Oh, <laughs> that's the landmark he's excited about. <laughs> we crossed like the Mississippi big. River and he's like, look at the giant shopping cart. Like that's cool. Yeah, it's just so cool being able to like exp- see all that stuff and it was kind of cool seeing their reactions because I had driven this route like so many times throughout my life. Yeah. And so I'd already seen a lot of it, so it was funny watching people react to it <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and they I don't remember the stuff they got excited over, but it was like the strangest the stuff that they get excited over, like the shopping cart. And I it was great. It was f- so much fun. I will say what probably excited me the most was the Amish people. Like seeing Amish for like the first time. Yeah. 
Jose was so excited. Dude, this is the so second time he's mentioned being excited about the Amish people. Every time, <laughs> every time you could hear like the clip clopping, you know, like, like of the horses. Yeah. Like, oh, walking down the road, he would run to the street <laughs> and be like, hi. He was so excited for it. I was say, that's actually so funny and It cute. was hilarious. I was fighting so bad so we can go see an Amish community because I wanted to ride on the We carousel. did not have time to do anything. I know. If we had time, there was so much stuff that we could have done. So what you're saying is we need to take a podcast trip yes. with Carson and we need to go to an Amish community. Yeah, we can go back out to Missouri because the most frustrating part about this trip is so we only had like so many hours to do it. And so once you get to... Uh, Missouri, you get to like Kansas City, and where we had to go, you had to go down, uh, like head south, and that was like a three hour drive, I think. Or you head across to like St. Louis. My dad lives in St. Louis, and so if we had more time, we could have headed over to St. Louis and done a lot of stuff and gone to a professional baseball game, which we already had tickets for if we wanted them, Mm -hmm. and could have done all kinds of cool stuff and then headed down, but we only had very limited time so there's so much that we didn't get to do my pto couldn't afford more <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh imagine if we had all the time off in the world uh, it was great though it was definitely a real bonding and experience trip i mean there's some things that jose did say during the trip that are like seared in my mind that are going to scar me forever yeah. but other than that it went really well That's oh my what god happens when you take overnights with your friends <laughs> multiple nights who was I? I was giving what dating at life, like dating and you were giving two married guys dating advice, <laughs> and I was like, dude, this isn't working out for you. Like, uh, oh my gosh, remember the hotel in Wyoming? Yeah, that was the sketchiest hotel I've ever stayed in my life. Not gonna lie, I was terrified the whole time. It was so bad. Like, imagine the worst hotel you've ever been in, and. Times that by 10. Not even kidding you. Like, it was stuff out of, like... What was the brand of hotel, though? Uh, I don't think we should say. I don't... I think, right? Oh, you mean the I one that always gets shot up in Pocatello? <laughs> yeah. It was like that, but worse. We'll put a bleep on it. It's seriously not... It was worse than the one here in town. Yeah. It was so bad. And it was It's not a hotel. That's a motel. Yeah. Well, I, it's a motel if it's like exterior entrances, but if it's a hotel, if there's interior entrances, right? That's kind of how I always thought about it. I don't know. Just oh. places to stay. Those. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a bed to sleep on. Not a great bed. I mean, the only thing good about it is I think Jose was in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing, though. You're welcome. Not many people get a privilege. <laughs> this trip is really exposing things. <laughs> yeah, so... Dude, seriously though, when we got there, I I not kid you, like, I swear somebody was there before we even pulled up to that place. Because the towel and the shower was used. I yeah. <laughs> It was used. I'm like, dude, somebody was here. Like, are we on the right place? I choose not to think about that. But yeah, that was a pretty good trip. And I think that's definitely something that is going to be in our future. Yeah. Because be we fun. need to go on a trip and we need to bond some more. Yes, we do. I mean, it's kind of concerning because at some point we're just going to be like one. I mean, three people meshed into one. It's kind of terrifying how much time we spend with each other. It's going to be fine. We'll be fine. (laughs) And that's why we're going to bring other people onto the show. (laughs) So you hear more perspectives than just ours. (laughs) Balance. That's the only way to keep us 
Yeah. Like fresh. <laughs> well, the only way to keep us fresh. Let's keep things fresh and uh, let's close out. Do let us know what you guys believe or what you guys think about seasonal depression. I'm pretty curious about what others believe. I mean, I definitely think it's real. Oh, it's absolutely real. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm really curious to know how it affects different people and whether it affects them at all. Because like we said, there's if you have something to do when it's colder outside, maybe it doesn't affect you at all. Yeah. And that's something I'd really like to know. And if you have any good ways or skills for coping with the wintertime blues. Yes. We let need us those. know what you do. Please. Especially if you have ADHD, because me and Paige need all the help we yes. can get when it comes please, to that category. <laughs> and also, if you've been on any exciting road trips and have near-death experiences, like getting almost taken down at a gas station, <laughs> yes. whether it's by a dinosaur or a gang, yeah. let us know. <laughs> because we want to hear all those stories, too. But other than that, thank you guys for watching. It's been real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later, guys. <laughs> Bye.